Welcome. Thank you for listening to this wholesome word by David Entry. The words you catch will change your world. May your story change from this message. Be blessed. God only wise, the blessed and only potentate, who dwells in unapproachable light, who no man has seen or can see. We ask you to reveal yourself through the pages of scriptures. As your word is taught, Lord, visit us. Visit us, Lord. Reveal depths to us. Take us into the deep. We are hungry for you. We want to be agents of change, agents of revival, agents and containers of your glory. Reveal yourself to us through your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Sons for the building of his house. Sons. Someone say sons. John chapter 1. John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. I'm reading from the King James Bible. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines, shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. Verse 10. All right, let's go to verse 9 instead. That light was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld the glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible says in the beginning, somebody say in the beginning. In the beginning. This in the, in the beginning is, uh, when you read Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, what does it say? Genesis 1 1. In the Let's read Genesis 1 1. In the one more time, please. In the John 1 1. of God and the word was God. All right. I submit to you that the, this beginning is different, not quite the same as the beginning in Genesis chapter 1. This beginning is older than the one in Genesis chapter 1. This beginning is, goes further into eternity before Genesis chapter 1. So Genesis chapter 1 says, in the beginning of time, God created this one, before time began, uh, the word existed. Right? So the word has always been now. Is, isn't it interesting? It said, in the beginning was what? Genesis 1 1 said, in the beginning, God. Uh, John 1 1 said, in the beginning was the word. And then he says that the, the word was with God. And the, how can I be with the puppet and I'm the puppet? I am with the pulpit. That means I am I'm apart from the pulpit. I'm not the same as the pulpit because I am with the pulpit. But I said the word was with God and the word was God. Now the word is the expression or the definition of God. The word is the description of God. So when God wanted to describe himself, he describes himself as the, the word is what explains God. You want to know God? Check the word. Because the word is God. You want to know God? The word is the explanation of God. The word is the definition of God. The word is the description of God. 
And he says that, that's very interesting, something that got my attention is that, in the beginning was the word. This is how it is like. That in the beginning was referring to eternity. Eternity past. But eternity does not operate on time. Time sort of came, interrupted into eternity. And then after time, eternity continues. So you won't be here forever. Have you seen anyone around forever before? There was a time Michael Jackson was doing everything that he wouldn't die. I'm talking about in your lifetime. (laughs) He lied in all kinds of things and but you know. So no one lives forever. We are all mortals. None of us is immortal. So we are here for a short time. Bible says that um, man, uh, uh, we are like grass. The glory of God is man is like grass. You appear today and tomorrow you are no more. We are like vapor. So eternity, time, eternity. But why? God was in eternity alone. In the beginning was the word. He's God, eternal. But now, after time, the God of the eternity future is the same God but it's kind of different from the God here. Because he passed through time. Collected some stuff through time. And added it to himself. And it's eternity different because in the eternity past, the God that was in eternity didn't actually have a dwelling. He just is. Not dwelling. He's eternal. God by himself. Bible says that he dwells in unapproachable light. No man has seen and no one can see. The only wise God. That's the God we are talking about. And then Bible says that he decided that um, I have a plan. So what he had was just he was planning in the eternity past. He had a plan. And so in the beginning God created what did he create? What did he create? Put it on the screen, please. In the beginning. Let's read, let's read it out loud. Loud. I don't hear you. He created. To create is, <laughs> is to speak the word. Release the word. And creation. Bible says that Abraham believed in God who calls the things that be not. Romans 4, 17. He calls the things that be not as, he gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. He calls and they, they come. He doesn't, he just calls and they come. He calls and they come. By his word. And God decided to create what? What did he create? What did he create? So, you know, some people say God lives in heaven. If he lives in heaven, when he created heaven, where was he before he created the heavens? He created the heaven and the earth. If he lives in heaven, where was he when he created the heaven? He, he, was, he just is. But he created the heavens and the earth. And do you know the purpose for the, the, the heaven? The heaven was created because of earth. So we are going to have some interesting right. Heaven was created for the earth. And the earth was created for man. You got it. The earth was created because of because of man. Not because of God, not because of angels. Not because of the monkeys and the donkeys. God created the earth for man, because of man. But why was man created? Man was created as a receptacle, as a container. He was created as a container to now receive God in time for eternity. (laughs) 
Oh, this pastor is saying some interesting things. So. Okay, let me make it simple. So, God created heavens because of the earth. Okay, look at Zechariah chapter 12, verse 1. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 1. Let's already have from the screen, please. Let's go. Which stretches forth the heavens and layeth the foundation of the earth and formed the spirit within him. So what does he do first? Heaven. Because he wanted earth. And then he did the earth. Why? Because he wanted to create man and create spirit, space inside man for God himself to feel it. For what purpose? That's where we are going. But the process kind of God interfered with by the devil when man was created. But known unto God are all his works from the foundation of the earth. God eternity had a plan through time for um, eternity future. So in eternity future, when you see God, he lives in man. And he has mingled himself with man. And we, with God, we become his tabernacle. So he created man that he can be in man. And it got interfered with. And God said, you can't spoil my plan. So, watch this. I like this. God created, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. Remember, he describes himself as the word. John chapter 1. The word was with God. The word was God. Uh-huh. And all things were made. So all things were created by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Okay. God, if God wants to help you, is going to come through his word. You can't come to church, church shouting and jumping without a word. It's a risk. It's a risk. It just compromises your future. <laughs> Listen, look for his word. I like what the testimony said, the lady said in her testimony, my father will only, even when he's going out, watch, record for him to come and watch. And I showed him that he should watch God, some of these Christian televisions. He realized that he was missing out a lot. And now he said, ah, I didn't know this one is there. The word is what defines or determines how your future will be like. After, Bible said, all things were made by him and without him was nothing made that was made. And he said something about the word again. He said, in him, now the word is a him. In him was life. In him was life. So he's, he's the word, he's the life, he's the light of men. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. He's the light of men. And the light shines in darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it. Darkness can't handle him. This is my Jesus. But the most important thing I want you to understand, there's so much I can say about all these, but word is presented as the word, as life, as light. And very interestingly, the word became, verse 14, the word became flesh. That's interesting. No, that's interesting. That's interesting. The word became flesh. I like the way Romans puts it. He says that he sends forth his son in the likeness of sinful flesh. He became like the sinful flesh, so he took on the uh, sinful flesh, but didn't have the sin of the flesh. Is there Romans chapter 8, verse 3? He says that for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On the account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. So he came in the likeness of sinful flesh, but he was without sin. That's why he says that anyone who tells you that Christ has not come in the flesh is the Antichrist. First John chapter 4, verse 2. He said, how do you know the Antichrist? How do you know who is not of God? When they say, oh, no, no, Jesus has not come. He's not the son of God. That's a sign. He says that, but this 
but but this you know this by sorry by this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Go to the next verse. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist. And it's now already in the world. You say, oh, Jesus is not God. Jesus is not. He didn't come in the flesh. And, and there, there's this, in, 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 in all the times, there's this brand of uh, guys. They are, they are called the Gnostics. They, they, they believe that flesh is so bad, God and flesh cannot come together. So then this kind of statement in John chapter 1 verse 14 gives them a problem. Because how can you say God came in the flesh? Because the flesh is so sinful, it cannot, God doesn't have to, that God can't do anything with the flesh. So it's necessary for you to understand that actually Jesus came in the flesh for, for a few reasons. Number one, number one reason why Jesus had to come in the flesh, it tells, it, it tells us in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 that it says that inasmuch as the children have partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. So he had to be like us. He had to come in the flesh so that, you see, you see, said, ah. Satan is not afraid of Jesus as the son of God. The problem is Jesus as the son of man. Man. Taking on the devil. Spirits don't fight in the flesh. So his problem, that's why from the time he was born, he was trying to get rid of him. Satan, after killing him, he said, I made a mistake. (laughs) He thought he was getting getting rid of this human Jesus. Little did he know that except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies. God had a program and God's plan was to have many sons. Many sons. Shout many sons. Shout many sons. So we were never qualified to be sons of God until after the resurrection. Ah, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his word, only begotten son. He gave his word, only begotten He gave his word, only begotten son. Before he came, he was the only begotten son. But now he's the firstborn son because we are many. We are now many sons of God. Shout yes. Yes. I'm about to say something very strong. Some of you might have never heard it before. But you need to hear this. Christians are not just people, sinners sanctified. We are not just sinners sanctified, saved by grace and sanctified from our sins, ready for heaven. We are not just that. That's true. But it's more than that. We Christians are sons of God. That's a struggle. I'm telling you. That's a different realm altogether. So most of us, in religiously, Satan has kept us at the level of, oh, I've been saved from my sins. For what? For what? To go to heaven. No, come on. There was a reason why God created the earth and put us here. Is someone getting what I'm saying at all? And we're feeling, so, so we are sanctified. The redemption, he came to, Bible says that, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. But in John, he's presented as the word. He's the light. He's the life. He's grace. He's truth. And he's the lamb. He's the dove. And John chapter one ends by saying that he is Jacob's ladder. The only qualified connection between heaven and earth, which is called the church. So the thing starts from a word is ending in a building. For the habitation of God. So he says that, and the word became flesh, and the original Greek word translated as and dwelt is actually tabernacled amongst us. So Jesus was like the tabernacle that was built in the wilderness. He had an outer court, an inner court, and most holies of holies. Three aspects. And the same thing as the temple. So John chapter 1 verse 14, he said the word became flesh 
and tabernacled. Is the tabernacle? What's the tabernacle? The tabernacle of God was the dwelling. If you want to meet God, go to His house. If a, a, a head of state is coming to UK to meet the Prime Minister, you, we all know where you go. You know where you go. If our Prime Minister goes to America to go and meet the, to the American President, we know where they will go. If you are coming to meet the Queen, we will know where you will go. If you are coming to meet the Queen and you go to Downing Street, please, wrong address. Wrong address. She's not. If you want to meet, they've come on and go to um, Buckingham Palace, wrong address. In the same way, if you want to meet God, you have to go to his house. He's dwelling. He's dwelling. And so he, listen, he tabernacled. Bible says that, and he tabernacled. He was the tabernacle of God amongst men. So not just to take away sin, not just to bring God to, uh, uh, um, bring God to us. So when Jesus came, he was Emmanuel. God has come to us. But not just that. He was, he was the presence of God permanently. Step, uh, he came to establish God. Among, that's why I said, the kingdom of God is at hand. The basileia, the rulership, God's reign is now amongst men. Before then, it wasn't so. But John the Baptist, first thing he said, repent. Or even Jesus, the first public message he preached, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Because the kingdom is here. It's, it's not a geographical kingdom. It's the rule of God. That's why he talks about how sin shall no longer have dominion over us. We are no longer slaves to sin. Why? Because we have been redeemed and not just redeemed, the resurrection life is inside us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Someone shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm saying a lot of stuff. It it also has a lot of theological weeds. But just for you to understand, God has a purpose. And his purpose for creating the earth was so he can create man. That's why he created man the last thing. And after he created man, the Bible says that he rested and crossed his leg. I've got it now. <laughs> I've got it. Now I've got the receptacle. I can enter myself. I can enter into him. So we were created to be the habitation of God. God does not dwell in buildings. According to Acts chapter 7. He said, but God does not dwell in buildings made by hands. He dwells in people. That is why he said, ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So when Jesus came, he came to actually display himself as the temple of God when he was walking on earth. And according to John chapter 2 verse 21, he says that you destroyed this temple. Ah, Watch this. And by saying, he said, uh, but he was speaking of the temple of his body. He thought he was the temple. When he told them that destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it, they thought he said, oh, destroy the, the temple they built. No, 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 no. God has left that state. Yes. So Jesus is the tabernacle. Jesus is the temple. And both the temple of God and the tabernacle of God had three chambers, just like you. You have a soul, you are a spirit, you have a soul and a body. The outer part is your body. Your soul is the inner court. And your spirit is the, within the veil. That's why Jesus has entered. Uh, He has entered into the holies of holies. That's where the presence of God is. And all these things that Jesus came to do, God is doing after the resurrection. Now, before the resurrection, God couldn't live in any man. But after the resurrection, he could live in us. So, do you know what he did? In John chapter 20, I think 20 verse 22, he came to them and he breathed on them. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. He breathed into them. He said, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Because now we can take him. But look at verse 17. When he resurrected from the dead, he said that, verse 17, he said, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my, my, my what? Not disciples anymore. Not disciples anymore. Not disciples anymore. After the resurrection, watch this. After the resurrection, Jesus Christ became the son, firstborn son of God. Before the resurrection, he was the only son of God. 
But I, I explained it to you there some time ago. After the resurrection, he became the firstborn son of God. He became a son of God in a way he wasn't. Amen. Which is, he, he took humanity. The son of man died and resurrected with humanity. And so when he said, that's why he said, we are seated together with him in heavenly places. You and I, we are with him. And so, after the resurrection, the whole game changes. That's why he said, except a, corn, a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, Jesus was the only. But after he died, it produces much grain. Yes. Much grain for the making of bread. <laughs> he produces much grain. So we are the many men, watch this, we are the many sons of God. Romans chapter 8 says, for those that he foreknew, verse 29, those, those that he foreknew, those he predestined to be called, conformed into the image of his son. Why? That he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. So when he resurrected from the dead, in John chapter 20, verse 17, he said, go and tell my brethren. Go and tell my brothers, go and tell, uh, my, uh, say to my brethren, say to them, I am sending to my father and to your father. Now the game has changed. God has become our father. That means we are the sons of God. We, those of us who are in Christ, are the sons of God. We are the sons of God. We are the sons of God. We are the sons of God. Shout hallelujah. And the world does not know us because the world does not know God. I think in First John chapter, First John chapter four, verse five, um, they are of the world. Uh, okay, verse six. Go to verse six. The world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who does not know God does not hear us. By this we know we know the spirit of the truth. And people who don't know God, they don't identify you. No, you, see, you are talking and say, well, oh, this is check, 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 check. You don't know God. If you knew God, you see me, you know that that's my brother. Bible says that for this reason, he was not ashamed to call them brethren. Hebrews chapter 2. He was not ashamed to call them brethren. Jesus Christ. He was not ashamed to call us brethren. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. He's not ashamed. To, we are brothers of Christ. That's why he came on earth. But the point I'm trying to make is we are sons. For what? That's where I want to go quickly. We are sons for what? Why are we sons? He had to come first of all, die. He came as the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away. John chapter 1 verse 29. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. In, in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 26, it talks about in his first coming, Jesus Christ came to put away sin. Hebrews 9.26, he came, he said that there would have suffered a foundation on the earth. Once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So, you know, when you are going into the, watch this, this is an interesting point quickly, I want to throw this in. When you enter the, te- the temple, or when you enter the tabernacle, the outer court, the, the thing, what is there, what you, what you see first is the altar of sacrifice. So he came first at outer court as our sacrifice to please God. But when you enter the holy place, what you see is the candle, the light, and the showbread for you to eat. I told you some time ago that God created us to eat. Amen. But we are not created to eat every food. Adam and Eve wouldn't have left the garden. Wow. DK poison is not everything you eat. <laughs> John chapter 6, verse 35, he said, I'm the bread of life. So if you don't eat me, you don't have life. So I'm the bread of life. In John chapter 8, verse 12, he said, I am the light of the world. In John chapter 9, verse 5, he said, I am the light of the world. So when you go in the uh, the inner court, you see the bread and you see the light. But that's the inner court. 
And then you see the candle of uh, the incense, uh, altar of incense. It's to offer prayers to God. That's why in John chapter 17, he began to be our intercessor. He was praying to God. But that's not all. The purpose is for us to enter into the spirit, enter the holies of holies. So that what happens is that when you become born again, God comes and after the resurrection, watch this, watch this. Before the resurrection, Jesus was the only begotten son of God. After the resurrection, he became the firstborn son of God. And we are his fellow brothers. How did that happen? You were sitting somewhere. And he said, as many as, be, John chapter 1 verse 12, as many as believed in his name, he gave them the power. He gave them the right to become the sons of God. And he, said, he said, even as many as received him. Believing in him means receiving him. When you believe in him, you receive him. Suddenly, he, he, he as the life-giving spirit, enters your, your spirit. That, be, that is the habitation of God. When you are born again, God inhabits your spirit. But the problem is some of us, we have locked Christ up. He's locked, stayed there in the spirit. But his agenda is to begin to spread out into your soul. Spread out. Spread out. So how does he spread out? By you feeding on him. As you feed and enjoy. Let me, I'm going to give you a, I'm saying a lot of things. Those of you who are just taking, you can listen to the message later because my time is, the definition of grace is not, is, is true, unmerited favor. Okay. Grace is unmerited favor. Okay. But that is very fundamental, very little. John chapter one, verse 14. He said, and the word became flesh and tabernacled amongst us. And dwelt amongst us, and what watch, watch, and we beheld his glory. Okay, as the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. So we beheld his glory when he came. We in, in, in Second Peter chapter one, verse sixteen to eighteen, he says that these things we are telling you is not fables. It's things that we have seen, we have handled, we have seen of it. said that, for we do not follow carnally devised fable when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Look at verse 17. Eyewitnesses of his majesty, verse 17. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. And once we saw the glory, listen to this. Look at verse 14 again of John chapter 1. I want to run this thing quickly. John chapter 1 verse 14. He said, and we, we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full, everyone shout, full of grace. Full of grace. I mean, shout it. Full of grace. Only those here, shout it. Full of grace. 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 Grace. <laughs> grace is the supply of God for our enjoyment. <laughs> grace is God supplying Himself to us through Christ for our enjoyment. God, God's plan is for us to enjoy Him. That's the thing. Listen, God didn't create us to, uh, to follow religion. He didn't create us to follow. He, see, the Bible is, the purpose of the Bible is not theology. Listen to, it's not theology. It's for enjoyment. It's for enjoyment. Uh, how do you know that he's the son of God? I don't know. But as I sat with him and I was talking, something was happening to me. That's why I made a play that lady's testimony. She said that, come and see. Just come. They, 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 um, come. Jesus Christ um, was there and then John said, I don't know him. I don't know him. But the one who sent me said, the one on whom you see, John chapter 1, from verse 30, 31, the one on whom you see that the spirit descend as a dove, say dove. He said, he's the one who baptized with fire. And so the next day, John chapter 1, verse 30, 33, I think so, or 32, 33, the next day Jesus was standing, uh, I think John was standing by there, and he says that, the next day, give me the next day, verse, verse, verse 32. Yeah, again the next day, 32, 32, 32. 32. And then Jesus, okay, bore witness. All right, so 35 then. Look at the next day. He said, again, the next day John stood with two of his disciples. And then he saw Jesus. Watch this. And looking at Jesus, as he walked, he said, 
He said to his disciples, Behold, the Lamb of God. Do you know what happened? There are two people, when they heard that, they left John's church. <laughs> and John was happy. Read your Bible. Go to the next. The two disciples heard him speak. And they, followed, they left John's church and followed Jesus. One was called Andrew. The other one was John. They followed Jesus and John was happy. Strangely, why only two? Two people. It was John and Andrew. And then Andrew is his brother. He has a brother called Simon. He has a brother called Simon. And then he went and told Simon, let's go to Jesus. And put it on the screen. And Andrew went and brought, and he said, come and see. Like the, what, what the lady said. Come and see. They came and saw where, I don't know, he asked them, where do you live? And then he said, okay. Uh, Jesus told them to come. Go to the next verse. One of the two who heard Jesus speaking, uh, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, verse 41, verse 41. Simon Peter said, he first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. I'm about to drop something here. Are you ready for this? He brought his brother to Jesus. What happened? Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. And he brought him to Jesus. Now, when Jesus Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon. You are Simon, a son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas. What does he mean? What does he mean? What do you stone for? For fighting? For building. Sir, what do you stone for? For building. What do you stone for? For building. What do you stone for? It should have been Andrew first. For some reason, he didn't say it to Andrew. Sometimes it's not those who are always first. Wow. Oh, I'll, put, I'll show it to you again. Go further. Let's read further. And then, and then let's look at Nathaniel too. Okay. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip. And he said to him, follow me. He didn't preach to Philip. He just said, follow me. And Philip followed. And Philip went and preached. So let's see what Pastor Philip did. Now, Philip went from, uh, Philip was from uh, Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter, the same city. Okay, go to the next verse. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and all the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth. He shouldn't have said the Nazareth. That was a problem for him because how can you say this, this wealthy man, this clean man, this anointed man is from Africa. Oh. There are some people in UK when they hear Africa, they think it's a swear word. Yeah, yeah. yeah they think it's a swamp. Yeah. When here they hear that they, they find out you're Africa, you are from Africa, they think you are dumb. Yeah. Meanwhile, when they give you both of you the job, you can do far better than them. They, 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 spell, they spell you are going as you are going. <laughs> And because they speak any, 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 some, for some reason, we was there, for some reason, for some reason, they, they, and there's this, it's, it's, it's very sad. It's false, expect or hope, assumption, think that you are better because of your accent. What makes you better is what is in your head. <laughs> In Job, in Job. <laughs> Yesterday I said the word. Not what is on your head, ladies, the wig, but what is inside your head. It's, it's important. Please, I don't have time. Listen to this. This is very important. Don't judge the value of a book by its cover. You can't tell how far a frog can jump, jump just by looking at it. But this paradigm in our modern day, the fact that someone is from Africa, oh, Africa. So, some people ask you, is it an African church? Excuse me, define what an African or a Ghanaian church is. Tell me, shame on you. Tell me, what is a Ghanaian church? What do you mean by Ga- African church, Ghanaian church, Nigerian church, Jamaican church? You're sick. You don't understand God. You, you lack revelation. It's the church of the living God. It's the church of the living God. It's the church of the living God. Do we have African Bible? Do we have Nigerian Bible? Do we have Jamaican Bible? Do we have Chinese Bible? What do we have? The word of God. In the beginning was the word. You are preaching. You are preaching. 
you, as you grow up in life, you have to appreciate and respect cultures. So, so I came to UK, and I found people were on the bus kissing, and the bus stop kissing. I thought they don't have homes. But as you grow, you just accept it because that's how different cultures do their things. We do it in a room. <laughs> when you go to when you go to Asia, women cover up. Even some of those places in Africa, it's hotter. Women cover up. But when you come to the West, women try to wear as little as possible. And if you don't take care, you judge people because of what they are wearing. But what they are wearing is different from what is inside them. Sometimes, naturally, human beings address you the way you are dressed. So if you want them to address you properly, dress properly. It's a human thing. It's just just a human thing. Let let me ask you. Oh, my pastor, that's, 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 that's really, really. Can you imagine somebody's wedding day? And you see her coming in some stuff. Oh, you know, this um, boots. Boots. Not bikini. I mean, wearing the boots. She's wearing some boots and. Some, yeah. yeah. You'll be wondering, but this, this, this is not. This not. No, you can't do this at a wedding. Or the gentleman's wedding, and he's coming with some Simon Carl kind of dressing. With some hairy chest. Hey, hello. My name is Moto Moto. Don't tell me the way you dress doesn't matter. But I want everyone here to be higher than that. Don't treat people based on what they are wearing. Am I communicating? That normal human beings treat you based on how you look. But wise people don't treat you based on how you look. So now, instead of clapping, you have to choose where you stand. Don't treat people based on where they were born. Don't treat people based on their color or the car they drive or the the shoes they're wearing. Most of those things, you can get it if you steal money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can get it easily if you can manage to steal some money. You know, guys who are, who are driving all kinds of cars with black alloy, and you know that this money didn't come from employment. <laughs> it came in pharmaceutical and engagement. <laughs> Are you okay to stand? Philip founded Nathaniel, who is also Bartholomew, said to um, Nathaniel, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets spoke about or wrote about. Jesus of Nazareth, his first problem was, ah, how can anything good come from Nazareth? That's why he missed it. He hit a mental challenge. Mm. This can be. How can you tell God is going to use this lady? I know her too much. Hmm. All my friends, we know her. And she's singing, she, she's singing in the choir. A woman came to Jesus, I think John chapter 14, broke alabaster box and used her hair. And the Bible says that, and the fragrance filled the whole house. And they said that this money could have been saved to feed the poor. Meanwhile, they were not thinking about the poor. Jesus said, leave her alone because the poor you always have with you. Stop making all that. Why do you say church collecting money from poor people? Why don't you complain about uh, national lottery collecting money from poor people? Who collects more money from poor people? National lottery or church? And how many of you know that more poor people stake lotto? Yes. 
And many of the people who take lotto, including those of some of you here, <laughs> you must know that you are not winning and you are not likely to win and I'm not going to pray for you to win. Pastor, we need money to, uh, to buy our church building and if we get the money, God can fund his work. God can take off his work. Shut up. God can take off his work. It's not waiting on you to take off his work. Within the past two weeks, I've bought about ten Bibles. I love Bibles. Nathaniel came. As soon as Nathaniel got there, watch this. He gets a lecture. Put it on the screen. Nathaniel, uh, second, verse 47. Look at verse 47. Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said unto him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no deceit. The next verse. Nathanael said to him, How how do you know me? Jesus said, Oh, bro. Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree. Some of you know what it means now. When you were jumping from bus to bus. <laughs> Last night at, after the wedding. He said, I saw you. I saw you. As you were, we were doing the praise and worship, people were dancing. The way you were thinking your head and watching some people like you're watching movie. I saw you. I saw you. I saw you. When you were behind your computer doing pornography, I saw you. <laughs> yeah, pornographers, are you here? Pornographicators, are you here? I see you. <laughs> Jesus said, I saw you. But he didn't make an issue out of it because I have a plan for you. I saw you. I saw you. When you were chasing, trying to woo that man's, that woman's husband, I saw you. And still allowed you to get the new job. When you went to that luxury shop, You went with an agenda. You knew what you were going to do. You were going to prepare yourself to slay somebody. You were going to prepare yourself for a battle. This one, one blow. And they come. They can't escape. They can't escape. This man, he will marry me. This man, this man, he will marry me. Hey, he's coming to visit me today. Let him come. He will marry me. He said, before he even came, I saw you. When it was time for tithe and offering, and God's money that he blessed you with, you intentionally forgot. You intentionally bought some stuff. Before they called you, I saw you. And Nathaniel said, oh, my God. Let's see what Nathaniel said. Nathaniel answered and said to him, Rabbi. But you said that thing can come from. No, no good kicker for Now you are saying Rabbi. Listen, don't conclude too quickly. Oh. Don't conclude. You see, the way, you see the way his tie is wearing? His money is looking for. Don't conclude too quickly. Oh. Maybe I'm trying to get money to you. Yeah. Don't conclude too quickly. Don't conclude too quickly. Because maybe your money will not move us. And it's true. No, maybe. It won't. The only thing we have determined to allow to move us is God. Amen. We are here to meet God. Yes. Not for crowd. If there is money we're looking for, there's no way we invest money into all these things. I've been to churches. I've been to churches. Powerful churches. The microphones they use, this one can buy 20 of them and it will still work. Reverend who stood here and said, this microphone, this investment this church is making, we are not after money. How many of you have you come to church and say, oh, everyone, hey, bring thousand. God is going to do it. No, we don't have time for that kind of crap. That's what makes me free to tell you stop the porn. <laughs> That's why I can't say free. 
Not in a condemnatory way, but in an encouraging and challenging way. Because I'm not here to get from you. I was sent to help you. Rabbi! 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 You are the son of God. You are the son of God. One word of knowledge. One word. Hey, Rabbi, <laughs> you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. <laughs> hey. oh. As for me, as for me, no one can move me. No one can move me. Please, be careful. He that thinks he stands, let him take heed. Lest he falls. First Corinthians chapter 10. All right, let me finish this thing. There's some, I'm, I'm learning somewhere. Okay, what's the title of my message at all? Sons for the building of his house. So he made us sons. Remember, okay, the son of God, the lamb of God came to clear the sin. And then the dove of God is what comes upon us as the Holy Spirit to enable us to live the son life, the Christian life. By has an objective. Look at this. Look at this. All this in John chapter 1. It started, it started with, in the beginning was the word. Yeah. Look at this. Nathaniel answered and said, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. <laughs> That's a very funny one. Yeah. Look at verse 50 and 51. Then we end there. It says that, but Jesus answered and said to him, because I watched this. Okay, let's already read it Let's go. Are you ready? Yes. Let's go. Jesus answered and said to him. Hey, what again? Because now I said you are so hey, son, you are the king, you are the son of God. Said so you will see greater, there are greater things that you are about to discover. What was he talking about? That's the bigger one. What was the greater things? Watch this. And he said unto him, Most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter, after this encounter. You shall see the heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon who? The Son of Man. He said you are the Son of God. He said you see them ascending upon the Son of Man. There's no way in the Bible we are are told to believe Jesus as the Son of Man to be saved for life. In the Bible says that if you believe that he's the Son of God, you are saved. You receive life when you believe that he is the son of God. But when we, we see him as the son of man, it's for the building of the body of Christ. It, God takes man as stones for his building. Ah. So he said, this is, every Jew knew this story. When Jacob in Genesis chapter 28, had an, from verse 12, had an encounter with God uh, when he was sleeping. 12, 14, 14 is when he says that, verse 16 says that God was here and I didn't know. But for 14 said he had a dream, he saw angels. And then verse 16, watch, look at verse 16. Verse 16 says that Jacob arose from his sleep. Sure, the Lord was here, I did not know. Look at verse 17, what did he do? What did he do? And he, he was afraid, and uh, he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the what? The house than the what? The house than the what? And what? And the gate of heaven. Jesus said, the gate of heaven, connection between heaven and earth, it takes the church, the house of God. He said, after here, you will see the heavens open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the, me, the, upon them. I'm the Jacob's ladder and I'm, my, I'm here and I'm connected to heaven. It's only Jesus that unites heaven and earth. Hallelujah. He said, and that is what God uses for the building of, that's why he came, to bring heaven on earth, to establish a tabernacle, which, watch this, when he was alive, he was once more Jesus. But when he died, he has become many and the body of Christ keeps and expanding, increasing and enlarging as the body of Christ. So Peter, Peter, remember, when he saw Peter, he said, you are a stone. When he saw Philip, he didn't tell him anything. But when Nathaniel came, he said, Nathaniel, you will see the church. You will see the gate of heaven. You will see the church information. But why did he say that to Andrew? But he said it to Peter. Peter, why did he say that to Philip? But he said it. Sometimes being first doesn't always mean you will have the access. Very interesting. Very interesting. And then Peter, he said, Peter, you are not just uh, Simon. You are a stone. 
What do you use stones for? So in, in first, let me finish with this. In first Peter, first Peter, this is all from John, you know. Do you know why John, I was telling some guys the other time, John has the heartbeat of Christ. Bible said, the disciple who laid his head on the chest of Jesus. When you lay your head on the chest of people, you can hear their heartbeat. And if you have God's heartbeat, he was the one who wrote the last of the Gospels. And he was the one who wrote the last of the Bible. He had the final say. Why? Because he had the heartbeat of God. The heartbeat of Christ. And the epistles, apart from Jude, he wrote the last. He is the only one who wrote three books. Now, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. Any, any other Bible? Any other book in the Bible? It's other 1, 2 Samuel. 1, 3 John. 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. Because he had the heartbeat. Listen, love God. Love God. Love God, and God will show you things. Love God, he revealed things to you. Bible says that I have not seen, nor ear heard. First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine. That has it entered the heart of man. What God has prepared for those who love him. Hallelujah. Who love him. Who love him. Amen. Your love for God defines your rating in heaven. Amen. Love God. Some of us love things more than God. We love the praise of Pharisees. They love the praise of men more than God. They wanted people to be praising him. They wanted everybody to see that, yeah, this is me, this is me. Sometimes, even some of us, we don't do anything for God. Last week, K group, we are learning about being a servant of God, servant of God. Hey, listen, I told some people in their K group, God does not reward supervisors. God does not reward masters. He only rewards servants. Service. Serve God. He will not ask you what certificate you had. He will not ask you what job you were doing. He won't ask you what was your pay grade. He will not ask you what was your annual salary. He won't ask you what house you lived in. He will ask you what did you do in my house. Because God has only one agenda. To build his house for his habitation. And you, watch this, you and I, and you and you, and you and you and you, we are the living stones. That's why we are sons. First Peter chapter, chapter 2 verse 4. First Peter chapter 2 verse 4 and verse 5. Are, are you there? Shall we already have? All right, let's go. And Jesus is precious. Go to the next. Watch it. You also. Let's go. You also. As living. One more time. You also. As living. Louder. What's happening to you? Are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spirit. We are being built up a spiritual house. What do you do with the house? You live in it. House for what? God. So we are a corporate building of Christ. And that's what is it's expanding. It's expanding. And when the heaven, Bible said, I saw the new heavens and the new earth. And then I saw the, the, the new Jerusalem. We are eventually going to be the new Jerusalem, the habitation of God. Bible said, didn't have there was no need for sun, there was no need for moon, because the Lamb is the light, the glory. Oh, and they sang the song of Moses, they sang the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. Listen, God's plan is not to give you money. God's plan is to live inside you. So that you and God, they see you, they they, they begin to see the expression of God. You were made to contain God, sir. You were made to contain God. Allow him to stay. Don't lock him up in your spirit. Let him spread out from your spirit into your soul. And from your soul into your body. Be ye transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Please, God meant for us to enjoy him. He said he was full of grace. Grace is the enjoyment of God. Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3. He said, with joy shall we draw out water. God, we, this is how we feed on him. By joy. As we enjoy him, we are beginning to feed on him. As we enjoy him, he's supposed to be our food. For us to enjoy. And as we enjoy him, we become better stones. We are being built been built into the habitation of God. So when time passes, we are the sons of God, have been, as the sons of God, have been built into the habitation of God. God has got something he didn't have before time began. 
Oh, Lord. But I came with a message that God wants to live in you. Hallelujah. But, but pastor, the thing, you don't know me. You don't know my addictions. He, he said, I saw you when you were under the tree. Yeah. But yet, I want to reveal the church to you. Stop, stop, stop letting the devil use your past to hold you. Everybody has got past. Everybody has, that's why it's got past. It's past. It's past already. What's your problem? You don't know the number of abortions I've done. I even killed somebody. <laughs> so what? The ones that said, you know what they have done? You know what they have done? And today, look at the way they are enjoying God. Cheer up, bro. Girl, just enjoy your life now in Christ. Enjoy God. Enjoy God. Allow yourself to enjoy God. So that he can use you. That, and you can be a sweet aroma everywhere you go. God, can, God will spread the sweetness of his smell through your life. Did you receive something at all? Sounds for the building of his house. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. You're welcome to connect with David Entry on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also find more spirit-filled messages from Caris Church on YouTube and all relevant streaming platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share the message. Be blessed.